going on fighter fans it's your boy lucha val cisco back at it again here at voices of combat brought to you by combat academia the only podcast that gives you two boricos from the bronx providing you knowledge and news in the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling Today, we're going to have a discussion later on with Jay Rance about, of course, the upcoming UFC 265 card as well, too. But before we do that, we're going to give you the news of the week, so stay tuned. Alright, alright, alright. So let's uh, ramble off some good news items of this week. One of the biggest ones was the UFC dropping a bomb on the community where Dana White has talked to Stipe Miocic, who has agreed to fight John Jones at heavyweight. This means we will finally get Jones in the heavyweight division, and we're going to see if he's all cracked up that he wants to be in this division, right? Um, Jones has yet to say yay or nay to this fight whatsoever, but I couldn't imagine any other reason why he would deny this match to the fans. I mean, the fans want to watch it. It's probably one of the last super fights we're ever going to see. Goat versus Goat. So, we will be covering this day by day to see exactly what happens and when this will happen as well, too. If you're excited for that, your boy Chad Money Mendez made news this week as he is the newest fighter to sign with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. This organization has taken in a mass exodus of former UFC and Bellator fighters as well, too, um, revitalizing their careers to some extent as well, too, the likes of Tiago Alves and, of course, the executioner himself, Joey Beltran. Um, we're yet to see what Chad Mendez plan is for a bare knuckle fighting championship will this be a great step for him or can he flounder like some people like Paige Van Zandt we'll see we'll be covering that as well too in the world of Chad Bunny Mendez another big thing that happened this week Dan Hardy has made the waves as well wanting to return to the UFC stating that he wants to get back into commentary and hell he still has one fight under his contract so he's not opposed to getting back into the ring uh, whether it's light heavyweight middleweight or even welterweight kind of scary there dan you have been out of the fight game for a long time but i would not mind him back in the commentary booth i miss him i thought he was very knowledgeable he's a student of the game and yeah a couple of missteps with him and herb dean happened earlier this year but i think that's watered under the bridge i think we can actually expect dan hardy to make that return pretty soon as well too so i'm super excited for that hopefully you guys are excited about that as well too um this right here is a little bit on the neutral side. I won't call it good or bad, but mm, Fedor Emelianenko has a new fighter coming his way in Mother Russia. Your boy Tim Johnson draws the card to fight Fedor, not Jake Hager. So very interesting to see what happens. I know a lot of people are going for Fedor in that match. I know the whole event is behind Fedor in that match, but I gotta say, 
some sweet justice would be great if our boy Tim Johnson gets the KO in that. I gotta say that, gotta say that. This right here is the biggest thing of the week. Guys, follow me right here because this was a caveat to Bellator in his hometown, in front of his family, winning the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix. AJ McKee becomes the new Grand Prix champion, along with defeating Patricio Pitbull for the Featherweight Championship as well, too. You couldn't really ask for more of a storybook ending than that finale right there, making AJ McKee the face of Bellator. Um, yay and nay on that one. Love the fighter. Great fight as well, too. Dominating Pitbull as well, too. Finishing him off with a standing guillotine, which was pretty epic. But, um, what happens next? Where does the where does the company really lie with AJ McKee? What are their plans with him in the near future? Only time will tell. But if we know Scott Coker, he's going to try to push this guy to the moon. That's all the good news there, guys. Let's uh, step away from the good news and make our way to the unfortunate. Alright guys, unfortunately we're going to have to talk about the bad and the ugly in the news this week regarding Mixed Martial Arts. Former UFC Women's Flyweight Champion Nico Montano was let go from the promotion for missing 7 pounds in her upcoming bantamweight fight with fighter Wu Yanin. This fight was supposed to happen the last fight night card July 31st, but because she has missed weight on multiple occasions, the fight was scrapped. This leading Dana White to cut ties with the fighter after a long history of back and forth and bickering as well too. Nico, the inaugural champion as well too, has a history with the UFC, whether it's good or bad. We hope to see her land somewhere as well too because she's an excellent fighter who deserves some bit of recognition as well too. Another ugly thing that happened this week as well too was the UFC and COVID-19. The restrictions that have been placed on New York City right now, with New York requiring anyone who wants to look at a live event or a restaurant or any public activity whatsoever, needs to have their vaccination card with them at all times, showing that they are fully vaccinated and they can enjoy any kind of event or luxury inside the city. Of course, it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers for people that do not believe in a vaccination or who are not vaccinated for other reasons as well, too. Alert reactions, you never know what happens with that vaccine as well. Uh, Michael Chandler came on Twitter stating that it looks like the event that he was supposed to be at in Madison Square Garden for November will be officially getting canceled because he does not see himself getting a vaccine at that time. Um, he does not quote-unquote call himself an anti-vaxxer, but at the same token, he wants to wait for the vaccine to be FDA-approved before injecting that into his bloodstream. Um, Dana White has also gone on record as well to say that he's not requiring every single fighter on the roster to be vaccinated, and he looks to work with different organizations, meaning venues, so they can actually hold these fights without having 100% vaccination as a mandatory act. So that's a lot of ugly business right there when it comes to the UFC. Um, and of course, what we're going to talk about right now, the craziness that's happening with UFC 265, everything going on with the interim title, the COVID-19 uh, disruption of the Bantamweight Championship, and more. So if you guys are ready, let's get on to it with the discussion with Jay Rance. Oh. 
All right, guys, welcome back to Voices of Combat, brought to you by Combat Academia. We are joined once again by the co-host with the most, the Vern Gagne of all mixed martial arts, Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm going to teach these guys how to do a headlock. Um, I'm good, brother. I'm chilling. Like, I'm ready to talk some MMA. Finally excited for a UFC card in such a long time. So I'm ready to do the damn thing, bro. How are you? You know what? I'm the complete opposite. I could do oh. this whole goddamn wait, 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 wait. You was telling me you were hyped for the... I don't even remember the number or the fight. You were hyped for that Bush card with Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson. <laughs> yes, um, I was. Who, who yes, else is on that card, bro? <laughs> that got you excited, but the fact that this card looks phenomenal... Oh, it's a Bush card. It's no, a it's Bush not. card. No, it's not. The main event is Bush. That, I give you that. The I feel like... I feel like it's plagued. It's plagued with a lot of bad juju already. We're about to get into it right now. What we're talking about, guys, if y'all don't already know, UFC 265 is coming closer and closer as well to the big main event for the interim heavyweight championship of the world. Derek Lewis takes on Sorrell Gan. Bro, let's just start off with that right there since we're, we're already a little heated with this. This main event should not happen whatsoever. If it should, it shouldn't <laughs> for our fucking interim title whatsoever. That's yeah. just my personal feeling about it. What about you? You know what? It just it just kind of hit me as we're doing this. I just had an epiphany. This is just a fancier title eliminator. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. It's a fancier title eliminator. We're putting an interim strap, you know, that it that that's a prop because that this fight should not be going on. I agree with you. This is just totally bush. Um, the champion was unaware of this, which is Francis Ngannou. When his camp got the call, they were like, hey, we're going to do a interim fight. He was like, what the fuck? Why? I am ready to go. You know, they were having the negotiations with John Jones, things of that nature, yada, yada. That fell, it didn't fall through. So, bro, like Ngannou in his camp, I was startled myself. I'm like, wait, why are we doing this? For an interim strap i don't like i told you i don't know if it's just behind the curtain talk for um possibly john jones negotiating more money to get the Nganu, but we know stipe supposedly agreed the fight with john jones we don't know what's going on with this title picture and it's just pissing me off because for the first time we got francis Nganu, a big money maker and you doing bush stuff like this to him i don't know man i mean i have my own feelings about it too because i feel like this is the gone show i feel like dana white is very high on him and yeah, he's a great fighter. You know, I, I, I saw so. I saw this this article the other day and I cracked up so hard about it. It was like when you put the stats together, you know, Sorrell, better technical striker, better wrestler, better cardio. It doesn't matter. Third round, Lewis is gonna knock him out. And I started dying. And I uh, yeah, like, I saw that as well somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty damn accurate in a way as well, too. But I That's do nice. not feel that like he deserves the at least this opportunity so quick it reminds me of john jones automatically getting a title shot coming out of nowhere with with that richard drop off um but i don't know i just feel like he's very high on that i don't really feel like he's high on Derek lewis i don't I think just... dana white likes dana uh dana lewis dana lewis yes <laughs> i combined them yes <laughs> the ultimate dana lewis doesn't exist therapist <laughs> Dana Lewis. <laughs> That's a scary man. <laughs> Bro, I got to see this now, Dana Lewis. Um, you know what? I, I, I disagree with you. Um, I really think Dana White is not high on Cyril Gaon, and he's actually high on Derek Lewis. And I think 
Um, because if you look at Cyril Gunn's record, bro, nine and oh, he definitely has big names. Hell, hell, I'll say Tanner Bozier is a big name. Dos Santos, he got Rosenstroik, and he got Volkov. Those are big names. Maybe it's a little too early for him, but this is why I tell you I don't think he sold on it because I mean sold on him because remember the Rosenstruh fight, it was a striking clinic. It was a coming out party. The day after that, Dana White goes, well, uh, I wasn't impressed by that. If you want title title pick, you know, you have to go out there in impressive fashion and dominate. To me, this is a fight simply just to see if Cyril Ghosn is knocked out of the title picture because if Cyril Ghosn gets this title, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get a technical, smart IQ fighter, GSP, Dominic Cruz, just defending his belt technically, silently, and he doesn't want that. He wants Derek Lewis out there talking about his sweaty balls, knocking people out. That's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think he's behind the sweaty balls, Derek Lewis. I'm yes, behind. <laughs> I'm all behind. I got to take a shit. Derek Lewis. Like, the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. does not give a damn whatsoever but i feel like if if you were behind at least all right let's just say this if you were behind one of them why not just give them the tile shot automatically and let the john jones situation just play itself out mm -hmm. i feel you i feel you that that is true but i mean to me i feel if he's but i don't bro that's you're absolutely correct it baffles me why we're getting this but um i just don't think he's behind Cyril Khan, bro honestly i think he looks at him as a bland fighter and he just prefers um this dude Derek lewis and this coming off the heels this week of the biggest drop which was stipe calling out john jones saying yes to the fight fight's almost finalized we're just waiting for joe's to say nay or yay to the situation um which that right there i don't know how you're excited if you're excited about that but i'm super excited because we actually get goat versus goat and i'll say that I'll, i you know what i love nganu you know but Stipe has done uh, Stipe has done so much for that championship. Yeah, of course. I I I was one that I, I'll I'll bring it back. I was one that sat here and said, um, Cain Velasquez is the heavyweight goat. Nah, it's Stipe definitely hands down. It's not Cormier. As much as we love Minotaro, it's not Minotaro. Heavyweight goat is Stipe Miocic, and you're right. This is goat versus goat, and I think this is a beautiful matchup. We're just waiting on John Jones to agree, and we're finally gonna see John Jones in a heavyweight body frame, you know, for the first time up against possibly the goat of the heavyweight division. Like you said, damn it, he's the goat for me. Yeah, the goat of the heavyweight division. It's going to be such an interesting fight because it's going to be a striking contest. It's going to be a mm -hmm. wrestling contest. It's going to be a submission contest. Both of these fighters are the perfect specimens for this kind of heavyweight class right now. Not too big, not too crazy, not too heavy. Good enough to put on a banger of a fight. So it's a great test for John Jones to see if he actually is at the top of the echelon in this division. Um, yes, this leaves questions, though. It leaves what's going to happen with this interim title. What's going to happen with um, Francis Ngannou? They already said that if the winner of this fight between um, Lewis and Ngannou will get the next title opportunity. So why do this then? Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. No sense, oh, I hate the interim title this in every way. This, this, is, this is all... This is all... Dana White looked at Scott Coker. He looked at the AJ McKee situation. He said, fuck it. I'm going to do the same things for Houston's favorite son, which is Derek Lewis. And we're going to have this title fight in Houston. Bro, this is all set up for Derek Lewis to win and knock 
and um, gone out of the title picture. Hell, no, I mean, there's people possibly going for gone, and I'm sure there's people going for Cyril gone, but we, I was talking to somebody on our Instagram and he wants Cyril Gaon to get knocked out in 14 seconds. Bro, I'm telling you, Dana White is not behind Cyril Gaon. I mean, I respect your opinions, but he's not, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't say that Gaon will get knocked out in 14 seconds. Hell no, hell no. It's not. That's but, what I told the dude. Yeah. But let's get into the fight itself. How do you see it going? I see this going to decision. I see it a striking master class from Cyril Gaon and just the smart ring IQ, octagon IQ of Cyril Gaon coming out, bro. He's not going to get clipped. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do understand it takes one and Lewis will have five rounds. I mean, Lewis has been working on his cardio, but I don't think he can go the distance. And that's what Cyril Gaon is going to do. He's going to bring this dude into deep waters into those later rounds, possibly TKO Derek Lewis. This is where I disagree with you because I feel that when we put Derek Lewis in a situation of a all-around better fighter that's mm -hmm. supposed to win that fight, Derek Lewis comes out of nowhere and gets the opportunity and gets the job done. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you take Blades, for example. Blades was supposed to win that fight. Blades did it to Every, himself, though. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's pretty much Blades had the game plan. Take, sweep the leg and lay and pray. And call the shades. <laughs> Pretty much. He knew the game plan. Um, I feel that the same thing goes for Gon as well, too. I think Gon will go for three or four rounds of just pecking him and you know, just doing kick kicks and trying to get elbows. But it is that one mistake that mm -hmm. the Black Beast capitalizes all the time. And I always put money down. I would put money down on the one mistake over a striking clinic from Cyril Gon. Nah, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people that are at the bookies tomorrow. They're going to be upset when this fight goes to decision. Possibly a late fourth round, fifth round TKO by Surugan, bro. Surugan right now is just on another world. For a big dude, he's just so crafty, slick. He moves great. His IQ, like, that's what I love about this dude. Not a lot of fighters have that octagon IQ, and I see it in him. He's a smart fighter. He blocks out the noise from the fans. He blocks out the noise from the organization, the critics, and he's just zoned in in his own little world. So, I, I it's going to be deafening out there in Houston tomorrow, but I, I think Gon is ready for the, for the big one, bro. Okay. Let's get on to the other news that happened with this card. I know this is old news, but we were supposed to have another title fight in this card, man. Mm -hmm. This is why I say this card is kind of jinxed. You know, mm -hmm. you had the uh, the Bantamweight Championship with Amanda Nunez taking on our girl, the Venezuela Vixen, Miss uh, mm -hmm. Benya over here. Um, you know, Nunez is calling out because of COVID-19. And, of course, Benya salivating over the fact that she could take shots at her at any chance these days. How do you feel about this? Like, do you feel... Number one, was this a fight that you were hyped for? Number two, how do you feel about the COVID situation with Nunez and of course the back and forth between her and Peña um was it a fight that I was excited for not really I won't I, I, I'll be honest I wasn't really excited for this fight for the simple fact that I know with this fight I, I already know how this fight is gonna play out um, I already know what Pena wants to bring to the octagon so that's why I'm not too thrilled obviously we know Pena wants to grind her but you know she could get tappity tapped um, I'm not really too thrilled because I don't feel like I don't I don't know I don't I don't I don't see the hype like I think Pena's another fighter that Dana White can't get behind and um I don't know is was it a bad weight cut was it really COVID because you know Amanda uh, Pena went out today and in the presser last night 
uh, she sat here and said, but wait, hold on, let's backtrack, let's look at history. You know, uh, like a few days ago, uh, Nina, uh, Nunez, uh, Nunez, you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Nunez, um, her, her wife, you know, she tweeted, we got tested, we came out negative, thank God. Then Pena was like, wait, but why couldn't she at least make it to the presser if that came out? And then she says, I saw her on her Instagram story screaming at the top of her lungs for the Olympics. So what's going on? I mean, it's a little sus, but I don't want to sit here and believe that it's sus to the point where even Dana White is covering up something. You get what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to think nothing negative because I feel that Amanda Nunes has no reason to lie about anything because she's the GOAT as well, you know? Um, I, it's, it's a weird situation, man. We know she's had to call out, uh, call out a few times, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, man. I, I don't want to sit here and say that there's some fuckery. What do you think it is? I don't know, man, because we just saw her on AEW Dynamite about two weeks ago with Dan Lambert. Mm-hmm. So she is strutting around doing things as well, too. It's not like she's in any kind of pain or any kind of injury that we know of as well, too. Um, could it be a crazy weight cut? You know, she's had difficulty with weight cutting in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's very hard to look at a situation like this and judge somebody based on uh, speculation. It's sorry for cutting you off. It, it also just raises an eyebrow because when Nuna Pena, why do I keep saying Nunes? When Pena was in the press conference yesterday, she asked Dana White, you know, so what's going on? Why did she pull out? I heard by December we're gonna get a, a re uh, the match rebooked. If really needed, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of sub booked right now. Okay, cool. But December, brother, at the end of the year, that's 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 when my eyebrow was raised. Like that's a little sus. Yeah, a tad bit. Um, you know, I mean, we saw the situation happen with Gilbert Burns. What was it last two when he had to pull out of COVID with uh, Usman, right? And he had mm-hmm. to wait about a good what a year mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. he got a style shot as well too. So maybe they're taking extra precaution. Who knows? Um, I can't judge on that, but what I can judge is not really, not really. Sorry for putting you off. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Not my style, but not really because if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a fight that was canceled for last fight night, the Uriah Hall Strickland, and it got booked like for um, the next fight night, like less than two weeks. Okay, so, so I, I could see that as well too. Maybe uh, it, it all depends on the case or the placement or what's happening as well too. Like I said, if, if we had more of a hardcore evidence of what's actually happening, I could place my finger on it. The only <clears> thing we could do is speculate. The only thing I can speculate is that, you know, I just think of Megan Nunez doesn't take this fight seriously and she's just playing yeah. around. I think yeah. she's looking at this situation and we're like, well, all right, we canceled this. I can take a nice little vacation with my family and uh, wait till December and um, we'll put the beats. And that's Wait. not taking anything away from Julia Pena. I think she has she earned this spot. I won't say that she's earned this spot. I feel like she's walked. She talked her way into this. Yes, very mm-hmm. much so. I wouldn't say she chail sunned it, but she there wasn't a lot of contenders to be looking to be uh to take her place at the moment in time. She's mm-hmm. a, I guess the most logical pick at the moment in time, but in in no shape or form has she been on a dominant tear. No, of course not. So it, it's a it's a suspect situation, man. Overall, overall, it's funny. We'll see when it gets rebooked. Like you said, I can possibly see some head games from the Nunes camp. We're saying, hey, let's just fluster her even more because we know, like I said, she talked herself into the situation. So 
she's a little flustered. You know, she's eager to get this fight, and we saw it in the press conference. So Amanda Nunes right now, okay, you're playing in due to that thing. But one co-main event got canceled, and we got a new co-main event, and this was actually possibly my fight that I was looking forward to. We got Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz, man. How do you feel about that fight? You know, I'm excited about this fight because it's going to be leg kick central. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, and you can argue these days that, you know, Pedro has been the aggressor when it comes to leg kicks. Aldo yeah. has not been the same Aldo. We keep on saying this since the glory days of the featherweight division uh, in WEC. Mm -hmm. And something happened to Aldo where his power was taken. Whether you say it's Conor McGregor, whether you say it was um, uh, Max Holloway, whether you say a couple of things right there. Something happened to Aldo where he has not fought the way that we are usually used to seeing him. Um, I will say I'll stand by this st statement again. This is not the division he should be in. He is cutting so much weight that is probably damaging his small little body. And, <laughs> and I would have rather seen him take the risk at lightweight because that is his natural weight, at least, or close yeah. to it. And he could have made adjustments, especially with the division as it is right now. He would be a welcoming person in that division to have fun, fantastic matches. Here in Bantamweight, the experiment has has run and gone. All right, you lost a lot, you won one. Now you're taking on Pedro, who is a beast in this division, who is no one to be trifled with, who is someone that goes in and puts people down in many ways, wrestling, striking, submissions. Pedro Muñoz is a fucking champ, in my opinion. So this is going to be a hard match for Aldo, who is taking the red corner, by the way, again. Ah, oh, man, you see, look at that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they love themselves some Aldo, bro. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. Yeah. You give this man a, a title shot on a four fight skid. Now you give him that corner off of one fight, bro. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you, bro. This is a crazy fight. I would hate to be either either legs in this fight because we know we're just gonna get leg kick city. Um, this is nine versus five. Munoz has everything to gain, in my opinion, from this fight. We know Aldo sits at the number five, so with a win over Aldo, he's shot into that. Num that top five in my opinion Pedro Munoz quote you he is not to be trifled he is a killer he just bro he goes forward he chops you down with leg kicks he has power bro I can see him knocking out Aldo in this fight but I don't think there's going to be a finish I think we may get a decision but this is a very dangerous fight for Aldo if he loses what do you see next for Aldo first of all I don't even know why Aldo's even ranked in this division <laughs> five nonetheless that's how nonetheless dana loves him exactly what his last one was against what marlon vera right yeah he'd be marlon vera that's about mm -hmm. it other than that you were fucking getting your ass waxed left and right so mm -hmm. why the hell are you even ranked number five to begin with you should i i would have respected if it was like number 10 or 11 that would make certain sense in some way in some form but number five that makes no sense especially for all the contenders we have right now um but Pedro, bro. Pedro's going to dominate this match. If he wins um, and uh, Aldo loses, I just, I think Dana needs to have a nice little chat with Aldo and say, you're not the same person anymore. <laughs> and you're going to have to sit some time out. Yeah. Or at least figure out what the hell you want to do. Because <laughs> why? Why? Why put yourself... Number one, why put your body 
through all this carnage to get yourself down to a weight class where you have no business being in mm-hmm. and and then going through the outer body experience to get your weight back up after the match is over mm-hmm. to then I, cut all that again you're just damaging yourself long term unfortunately um i see jose aldo man bare knuckle fc bound let's see oh, bare knuckle no. fc bound yeah i see i see these people chasing the dragon as a Cody Garbrandt right now, I feel that him and Co- uh, Aldo and Garbrandt are in the same situation because Garbrandt is debuting. Um, and um, oh my God, I forgot the division he just dropped to. Um, oh, flyweight. Flyweight. There you go. Like my man, you about to disappear? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, so um, I don't know, bro. I don't know, but I agree with you. If he loses, he needs to consider something uh, because I'm, I'm I'm looking at him and yeah, the weight cuts do not look like they serve him well. So Dana needs to intervene and say something. If this is if he loses, if he loses, so but it's gonna be a great fight tomorrow, regardless. I'm definitely yeah. going Pedro Munoz. It'll be a great. I'm going Munoz as well too. It'll be a great fight. I just feel bad for Aldo that he has to put himself or whoever saw yes manning him to put himself through this situation. Um, and yeah, I could see him going to bare knuckle as well too, which actually does suck because mm-hmm. he has no business being there either. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll get your rematch with him and Chad Mendes probably, which that will probably be a slaughter because mm-hmm. Money Mendes will just start throwing haymakers. Money, bro, Money Mendes is going to whack him, haymaker, out of Streets of Rage. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, let me ask you this question. We have seen a great fighter transition into a coaching role, which is Khabib. Um, do you think maybe Aldo should do something like this? if he loses win or whatever because i think with the phenomenal work he's doing as a coach because we know down in brazil he's coaching um eduardo dantas from the former fighter and bro i i think at the stage where he's at right now he should consider his health and just start passing his knowledge to the younger fighters what do you think i think he can but he won't okay uh, i think he, he mentally he's not there and that's All what right. separates him with khabib khabib for all the shit that people are giving Khabib, they give Khabib so much shit. Even him as not even as an active fighter anymore, they're giving him yeah. shit, which kind of pisses me off. Like, let the man be. He's just chilling now. Um, he's making greatness now. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldo has not accepted that yet. I don't think Aldo will be able to accept that. He reminds me of Verdun or a lot of these fighters that do make their way into bare knuckle fighting as well too where they need to scratch that itch maybe that one more fight maybe that big time fight that's all i need that itch that needs to be scratched he falls under that sometimes yeah he can go ahead and train this person that person but that's not his focus he reminds me of frankie Edgar. frankie Edgar is another person right there who needs to give up the fight game and maybe share that knowledge with the younger generation he will be excellent he has a world a wealth of knowledge from different um weight classes that he can help people coach people through but no his my his head space is that one more fight that one more opportunity that one more chance to be relevant and be a champion again he falls into the gary busey one more yeah one more yeah <laughs> <laughs> But speaking about one more, I think the next fight, either of these fighters, they need one more win, which can possibly come Saturday, to shoot into the welterweight title contention picture. We got Meisel, Meisel, Meisel. Yes! Yes! (laughs) It wasn't me today! No. I'm so happy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and yes, it was you inadvertently because you know why I fucked up? Because I was thinking about Vicente Luki. <laughs> so it was you. <laughs> we got our boy Michael Chiesa taking on Vicente Luque. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> honestly, I feel that this is such a great matchup. Either of these fighters who win this, I believe they're definitely in the welterweight title picture, man. And Vicente Luque is dangerous, but I am not sleeping on Michael Chiesa at all. Because every time I sleep on this cat, he just pulls it out. Look at the Neil Magny, which I, I don't know who was underdog coming into this fight, but he grinded out the much bigger Magny. And he's four, he has four fights in a row now that he um, won or, or five, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely for me, if Kiesa wins, bro, at me, or as the youngins say, no caps, I think oh. he's next for title shots. Oh. What do you think? No caps. <laughs> snow caps. <laughs> I love me some snow caps. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest with you. Regardless mm -hmm. how we feel about these fighters, I don't think Dana White gives a fuck about these fighters whatsoever. Oh, so this is just a throwaway match for Dana? I think so. Bro, if he ain't giving my man Leon Phelps, my man Leon Edwards. <laughs> Later, man. <laughs> if he's still ducking and dodging with my man Leon, what makes you think he's giving these guys any opportunities? Because at least Leon could be an entertaining fighter. You mm -hmm. know, not to say that Chiesa or Luque are not entertaining, but they have a habit of sometimes starting slow and ending slow, which is so good. It's a smart fighter, especially Chiesa. Mm -hmm great submission uh specialist but sometimes it takes some time to put those chess pieces together to get the checkmate so i understand that the style may not be as i want to say aggressive as he wants that's why he has a covington going for the belt again because he talked him his way his way into it um that's why he's looking at people like diaz possibly trying to get into that mix again that's why he's looking for people that have that stand and bang mentality or at least an entertaining mentality I don't think he looks at any of these fighters as entertaining. Now, regardless of that, I'm going Chiesa because I mm -hmm. love myself some Michael Chiesa. I think he has grown exponentially since moving up to welterweight. This was a, a weight shift that benefited someone. Unlike mm -hmm. Aldo, where you're cutting weight, this man is bulking up to show that, okay, I could take people down because I'm stronger and I could use my skills belt specialist to tap out anyone in this division and i think he's made the smartest move my only concern for him is that i feel like the striking is still subpar compared to a lot of people in that division yeah his, his strike bro his strike is non-existent yeah um, like <laughs> slap boxing <laughs> the case is slap um i don't i don't know man i i agree with you to, to an extent, but I think he has a soft spot for Michael Chiesa and I think Michael Chiesa is a face for him for the simple fact that this is the dude that you see on commentary groups. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. if he really didn't care about Chiesa, I think he would not put him up there or anything to represent. Now, we don't know how they choose the commentary booth. This is just me speaking hypothetically because if you put somebody there, they're, you know, you're, they're representing the organization so you see something in them. But um, I think that he definitely would give Michael Chiesa a shot over Vicente Luque, though. That's how I feel. I may be wrong, but I think he would give one to Chiesa. It's such a good feel story, bro. Ultimate fighter, everything that he went through, the phenomenal wake up, which has helped him. Why not, bro? 
I feel like they'll still throw him something. Like, oh, you won this match. That's good. Here's uh, Nate Diaz for no reason. If <laughs> he'll finish that boy in a heartbeat. If have, have they fought Masvidal and Kiesa? I feel like they fought, right? Probably in lightweight. But even with that, man. it's like, why do that? Here, here's Gilbert Burns. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. why at this moment in time? Like, Dana White does not give a shit about win streaks at all. Or else Matt Brown would have been champion by now. Yeah, you're right, bro. He fucked Matt Brown's career. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is a title eliminator for me. But then again, this is why <laughs> this is this is why we do the damn thing here on Combat Academia because we get our opinions out. If you guys agree with us and feel the same way, hit us up. You know, this is why we do this. But so, um, I, I would love kids to, to go out there, call his shot, and after Usman after Usman destroys Covington, I'll say it um again again as jericho would say <laughs> um i i would love for that match the the headline anywhere 2020 the 22 the first pay-per-view in january kiesa taking on usman but for some reason i'm Man, just playing promoter i'm playing dickhead promoter like he gets a win i don't know jorge gets a third shot don't bro it, it i will at this fool if he does that because <laughs> you telling me you giving Murphy Lauren I hope that's her name Lauren Murphy I don't know which way it is but it's something Murphy Murphy Lee St. <laughs> Louis Murphy Lee <laughs> if you putting her up against Shevchenko bro like because I mean okay she's done her thing like yeah let's say she deserves it but if you book something like that which is not stellar whatsoever you can definitely book Kiesa versus Usman I'm sorry. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, let's get into that next match, though, because I'm actually hyped about this. You know what? I, I really thought that this match actually happened. Has this match actually happened yes. in the past? Okay, yeah, this, I'm not, I'm not bugging. Yeah, it's but a I'm rematch excited. from UFC 188, I believe. You know what? But both of these fighters have grown, especially Angela Hill, uh, taking on Tisha Torres. This is going to be a crazy fight, man. Yeah. Yeah, 50-50. I feel like this this will be a crazy fight. I think we're going to get a raunchy, sloppy, uh, I'm just going to rush you, tiny tornado, just to take you down and grind you out. I think that's what we're going to get. Um, and I think Tisha Torres' pressure is just going to be too much for Angela Hill. I mean, we know Tisha Torres won the first match. A lot of trash talking between these two ladies. A lot blood so they're gonna go out there and throw down the gauntlet bro one of these ladies will go out on their shield so i'm definitely looking forward to this but i think tisha torres right now is you know i think she's coming into this with two fights under her belt i think she has the momentum right now she feels the momentum as well she said with this win and a few more she's in the title shot picture at the women's straw weight so um angela hill though very dangerous very uh evolutionary she's always evolving she's different she's a weird enigma though she's weird as fuck bro because she gets good every time gets better every time we see her she's game always hey put me in i'll you know come in the short notice but she's very streaky hot and cold i don't it, it's it's a weird career for her yeah bro she's a monday saying like every time <laughs> she loses she gets stronger she gets stronger yeah <laughs> But at the same token, like, I feel like she's evolved, you know, very evolutionary. She's evolved way past what she was two years ago. Um, you know, I think her striking is a lot crisper. I think her stance and her, 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 her ability to look at range has grown exponentially as well, too. I think she knows when the takedowns are coming because that was her biggest threat from everyone was the mm -hmm. takedowns. 
Um, I think she has a better eye for them now, being more elusive, which she needs to be. My biggest thing with Hill, and it's still her biggest flaw, I'll say that right now, is that she lacks a killer instinct at times. Where yeah. she could be ahead in a card, but she might lose it to the judge's decision because she didn't, she wasn't the aggressor. She wasn't pushing the pace whatsoever. That's always been her downfall as well, too. Maybe if we had just a little bit of a mean streak, put that cage control to use. You know, go out there, throw some dirty elbows. Go out there, throw some body shots. Look like the aggressor. Look like you're working instead of just av uh, avoiding being attacked. Um, then we might see a different, you know, hill. But if we get, you know, elusive peck here, peck there, yeah, I agree that Torres will go down, find an opportunity, expose her. Yeah, man. I, I, I see that. I've seen that in the past where she just gets, like, super hella aggressive, but then she just, like, falls into this, you know, kind of, um, what's her name? Um, Macy Barber style, just throwing yeah. a lot of feints and hitting jabs from deep and kicks, and then she starts coasting for a little bit. I definitely see that. But in order to win this, like you said as well, she needs hella aggressive. She needs to come with that switch on from the jump and not start slow. Yeah, she could. I, I really feel like if she she keeps her at bay, knows the distance, and maybe implement a little bit more just boxing, avoid any kicks to be taken down by Torres, I think that she might have a good chance of trying to end that in the first round if she has that killer instinct. But if she decides just peck her for all three rounds, this is going to go straight for Tisha. Yeah, this is definitely going to go straight for Tisha. We know she's coming off that TKO, that doctor stoppage of her last match where she just obliterated Sam Hughes. So we'll see. Nonetheless, it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> Speaking about good fights, <laughs> the the man with the yeah, bodiest yeah. name on the whole entire card that gets pulled up to the main card. Because this was on the prelims, right? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> My dude. <laughs> Sonya dog, <laughs> bro. If I had a if I had a last name as Udong, bro, dude, the jokes would be all over the place, man. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Sonya dog, all day, all night. Not because I like the fighter; I think he's a great fighter. Um, I enjoy I enjoy watching my man song dong fight but um no the name alone is just a win in my book that's like that's that's, that's that's white glove status right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tour, i'm looking at you taking on uh casey kennedy right yeah yeah casey kenny i believe that schmuck kenny, excuse me yeah casey kenny bro but yeah, I, I agree with you bro I mean, I could. I, I love Song Yudong. I always get behind him. Every time he's on the cards, <laughs> I go for the dude, bro. We we gotta say Yudong here. We cannot skip out. Or is he's also known the Kung Fu Monkey. <laughs> Look at that, <laughs> Kung Fu, bro. He 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 fills that that longing gap uh, of uh, awesome Asian superstar that I've been missing this whole entire time. The last one I had was a failed experiment of uh was my man stun gun <laughs> oh, oh, oh dung young kim bro dung yeah. young kim Ooh. um and before Best that was my man fried yakiyama yeah. um yeah. you know bro, bro we got <laughs> sorry we got you off yeah <laughs> no that was it yeah we <laughs> sexy we... yama <laughs> sexy yama yeah he's actually still fighting bro um yeah no we got we got these superstars now bro because we got my boy bro look at this look at this you got you dong you got jingling 
Jing Lang, I forgot about Jing Lang. <laughs> Jing Lang, I'm done. I'm done, but no. Anyways, oh, this is real talk. No, anyways, um, I like Song Yudong. I think both of these fighters are coming into this with a loss. Kenny uh, off of Dominic Cruz, and I definitely forgot who Yudong lost to, but Yudong has that power, bro, and he can definitely put Kenny on his tuchus. Um, I really want to see, I'll be honest, I really want to see this. Hey, everybody has their opinions. I want to see this so I can see that schmuck of Kenny get knocked the fuck out, bro. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't like this dude. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I'm just talking about career-wise. Um, I, I, nothing that this dude brings to the table is superstar in my. Then you open your mouth and then you want to disrespect one of your coworkers. So that right there, bro, like, I mean, I mean, Megan, bro, Megan Anderson is too much woman for you. You can't handle that. You get what I'm saying? So that's why you gotta say. Hell no to that at four in the morning. So I don't like this dude. I'm going song you dumb all the way. Even if it wasn't Kenny, I'll still be going get dumb, bro. <laughs> Man, how, how does a schmuck like that get Megan Anderson with her giraffe lanky ass over no, there? No, he didn't. He didn't know? get her. No, he didn't get. Her. He wished he got her. That's what it was. Oh, bro, about really to say. They, they asked him. They asked him on um. Uh, I think it was the O'Malley pop. Oh, and they were and they were like um the other guy was like um take down Megan Anderson and he goes uh. At, at, at four in the morning hell no not even at four in the morning look at her she looks atrocious i'm like bro that's who that's why you're saying that you're scared you're intimidated <laughs> megan anderson will put the beats on him real quick that's what it is me, 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 megan, megan anderson will be the type to f him he won't f her bro like <laughs> straight up man like, bro get out of here bro but i mean it's, it's gonna be a good opening fight definitely going your dog bro definitely man's about to get effed in the b <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely gonna tell that to the cleaning lady because she's coming on saturday d cups up this podcast <laughs> if anybody re- recognizes these references please add us that is the main card in a nutshell right there um do you feel like any of the pre uh pre-show cards could have made on the main card besides that last Um, fight i mean you have that bobby green fight that's there as well too yeah i feel the bobby green and just off the rip just because of um namesake uh jessica penny versus carolina i think that could have been on the main card easily because carolina is a former title contender we don't know what happened with carolina former title contender former champion um now on a four fight skid i think this is a very important fight especially for the nation of poland you get what i'm saying she's a star out there and i think we should have at least gave her disrespect put her in the prelim prime spot or put her on the main card so i think that um the bobby green like you said that's a banger people are looking forward to that forward to that um just trying to wrap this up real quick um also i'm surprised i am super surprised because he came in with a lot of hype not that i want to see him on the main card but your boy manel cape i think he's like probably the second fighter of the night on the early prelims so that says a lot how they feel about manel cape and that experiment um so yeah i think those two fight bobby green like you said in the carolina jessica penne match bro yeah yeah the cape fight that that's that's something to like kind of ponder about right there because yeah. that was a failed experiment as well but nonetheless from top to bottom from the pre-show to the pre-pre-show to the main card it's a pretty good card i'm excited now that we're talking mm-hmm. about it but i will say <laughs> i'm yeah. still i'm still a little discouraged because i feel like a lot of this doesn't need to happen but um <laughs> now, now now that we're here now that we're you know in the in the muck of everything um yeah i'm super excited can you um let the people know out there and that awesome app that you're on when you're rating these fights as well too 
Oh my God, I will get into that right now. I apologize. You know me with my, my just going all over the place. There is a fighter tomorrow night called Draco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> now for it. <laughs> Draco, <laughs> Expelliarmus. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> definitely this is a shout out um to verdict mma you know your boy just jumped on that so verdict mma we will be on that tomorrow i don't know if you're gonna jump on it val but i'm definitely on it i already got my picks i'll possibly throw them up on the page so y'all can check them out and see if we're in you know have the similar <laughs> mindset and stuff like that unison no <laughs> 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 I'm done. This is great. But yeah, Verdict MMA, if you guys want to be, you know, like, if y'all want to be the judges, y'all want to score rounds by round, um, definitely download Verdict MMA. It's on Apple and it's on um, Android and it definitely lets you, you know, be in there and feel more interactive with the fights. You get what I'm saying? So definitely going to try that out for the first time. Y'all can add me as well if y'all want on that. Tiger Knee with the little Deku picture. So, you know, hit me up there. <laughs> Hell yeah. And of course, you can find this podcast combat academia at all podcast platforms from apple Podcasts, spotify to iHeartRadio and pandora anchor of Ooh. course as well too and of course if you want to reach us on the social media aspect my combat academia on instagram and of course on the twitter at combat academia as well too where we're putting up everything your boy jay rance puts in the work every single day giving you the so news gossip man we i put give, in the work we put in the work I, I, I put in what's inside Sleepers' nose today. That's, that's, that's what I contribute. Okay, not sugar booger. I'm the, we're not talking about that. You you contributed some phenomenal work with the Smart Talk Wrestling. So what are you talking about, bro? You did a phenomenal podcast there too. So definitely check that out. You know, we talk about Ric Flair taking bumps and not the bumps that you think. Like my man, said. my man got the quips. He's on point. Don't sell yourself short ever. <laughs> Well, guys, I appreciate that, brother. Guys, if please reach us out these social media aspects as well, too. Link us, like us, message us, DM us, let us mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. All know? that. Like me, DM me, all that. <laughs> Bro, take all that clout away from Brian Ortega. My man, Jay Rance, needs to get them DMs up and running already, okay? F that. Fuck you, Brian Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Brian Ortega made a lot of dudes jelly, bro. <laughs> Good for him and his so little, his little nice little smile, his little little haircut. That's a right. yeah, bro. Okay. You over Good there, for him. you over there creeping on Volkanovski too. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> making him feel uncomfortable. Oh, okay. yeah. right, mate. <laughs> oh, 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 stop! Oh, oh, mate. Hey now. I don't, I don't tussle with the Vegemite, mate. Oh, stay. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Down dingo. <laughs> Guys, we are out of here. Later, everybody. Thank we you. hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, guys. Later, bro.